Ben & Jerry's and Tony's Chocolonely, partner in ethically sourced range. Ice cream brand Ben & Jerry's has teamed up with the Dutch chocolate maker Tony's Chocolonely to support ethical cocoa sourcing. The company is known for their activist stance on ethical issues that don't always go over well with its owners at Unilever, a British conglomerate that bought the brand in 2000. In 2020, Ben & Jerry's announced that it was committed to economic justice for its cocoa farmers in Côte d'Ivoire when they worked with Fair Trade, to ensure the amount it pays for the cocoa and its ice cream, was in line with the Fair Trade Living Income Reference Price. At the time, the living income had been calculated at $2.50, £1.87, per day for Ivorian cocoa farmers. To mark this new initiative, the two brands will be releasing unique product flavors inspired by one another. Tony's has taken two classic ice cream flavors from Ben & Jerry's and used them as inspiration for their dark milk chocolate brownie and white chocolate strawberry cheesecake bars. Meanwhile, we can expect to see a brand new ice cream flavor, dubbed Chocolate Love Affair, from Ben & Jerry's, based on Tony's milk caramel sea salt flavor. The cocoa used in the production of these new flavors is sourced through Tony's Open Chain, improving supply chain transparency and helping to combat child labor and modern slavery in the industry. Ben & Jerry's announced that it will be reworking its ice cream range, converting it to Tony's Open Chain with a focus on the cocoa used in the base mix. The ice cream brand already supports its cocoa farmers by paying a fair trade premium, on top of an additional living income reference price. According to Fair Trade, a living income reference price is what farmers need to be paid to be able to invest in sustainable farming practices and achieve a living income when other key parameters, such as viable farm size and sustainable yields, are met. In adapting Tony's five sourcing principles, namely traceable beans, a higher price, strong farmers, long-term commitments and productivity and quality, the company is furthering its responsible sourcing efforts by ensuring a fully traceable cocoa supply chain and addressing farmer poverty by agreeing to pay higher prices. The partnership will directly benefit the eight partner cooperatives in Côte d'Ivoire, where Ben & Jerry's will begin buying their cocoa. The company will have knowledge of which farmers produced their cocoa, as well as the social and environmental conditions under which it was produced. We began this journey seven years ago, when we first partnered with Fair Trade Co-ops in Ivory Coast, and this is the exciting next step in our cocoa journey as we amplify our commitment to farmers, equity, and ethical sourcing. Tony's open chain enables us to combine traceability with sourcing principles that naturally align with Ben and Jerry's mission and supports cocoa farmers to meet high standards on social and environmental practices while strengthening their cooperative. Embracing the five sourcing principles of Tony's open chain means unlocking the key elements to driving strong trading relationships and thriving cocoa communities. We are serious about chocolatey ice cream, and we are eager to join forces with Tony's open chain as a mission ally on a delicious journey towards a more ethical future for cocoa production that all chocolate lovers deserve, said Cheryl Pinto, global head of values-led sourcing, Ben & Jerry's. We are thrilled that Ben & Jerry's joins us as a mission ally in Tony's open chain. Not only will this partnership see large volumes of cocoa beans sourced via Tony's open chain, but collaborating with one of the world's most loved social justice companies, truly puts our initiative on the map internationally, 
and proves that our way of working is a solution for all players in the cocoa industry. I am confident that together, we can make big strides towards eradicating modern slavery and child labor, stopping deforestation, and improving the livelihoods of West African cocoa farmers, said Joe Gertz, inspire to actress, open chain lead, for Tony's Chocolonely. Phaser explores cellular agriculture for sustainable cocoa production. Phaser, one of Finland's largest food corporations, is reportedly exploring the option of using cellular agriculture for sustainable cocoa production. They are by no means the first to explore options to create a cocoa substitute, which is not meant to replace quality cocoa, but serve as an alternative in mass chocolate products. The process typically involves the use of cellular matter upcycled from waste. One challenge is to create the products using locally available waste, so the costs and environmental impact of shipping don't need to be a factor. As one of the core ingredients used in Phaser's confectionery products, the company notes that it places a high priority on the sustainable sourcing of its cocoa, including the well-being of its cocoa farming communities. Phaser is now looking into the future of cocoa production, and researching the potential of cell-cultured cocoa for the sustainable production of cocoa raw materials. For the project, which is funded by Business Finland, Phaser has partnered with VTT, a Finnish state-owned research and development company. Cellular agriculture means biotechnological production instead of farming, with minimal land and other natural resources required for the production. The production instead takes place in bioreactors under controlled conditions. Cell-cultured cocoa is a novel food in the EU, and it needs to be approved according to the European Food Safety Authority process, said Heiko Rischer, PhD, scientist and leader of the research team, VTT. The company sources its cocoa from sustainably managed areas in Ecuador and West Africa, and emphasizes that profitable farming and the well-being of cocoa-growing communities are the keys to sustainable cocoa production. We are inspired to innovate new means for continuing to fulfill consumers' expectations and wishes. Although we are exploring new means for raw material production, the taste experience of chocolate will remain unchanged. Phaser has already, in partnership with VTT, received the first successful results of cell-cultured cocoa. Now we are continuing the research as part of the larger Seraphim Consortium, which joins several Finnish companies and research institutions around the theme of cellular agriculture, to fearlessly explore future solutions, said Heli Antila, vice president of new product development, Phaser Confectionery. It will take years before cell-cultured cocoa is launched on the market. This is a long-term project, aiming at the future. Managing traditional cocoa sustainably is Phaser's first and foremost priority, but we want to explore and innovate for the future too. Cell-cultured cocoa is still far from our plates, but it offers us a novel approach to managing the challenges of sustainable cocoa sourcing, in a fair and transparent value chain. I think our innovation mindset is very inspiring, said Annika Poor, senior manager, Phaser's Forward Lab. While Phaser's main focus is on the ethical sourcing of cocoa from farming communities, it acknowledges that climate change is threatening the production of the commodity in the traditional sense. Therefore, the company is exploring alternative solutions to growing cocoa sustainably, without relying on climate as a factor. New report shows cocoa-related deforestation needs a context-aware solution. 
A report looking at the environmental risks of cocoa expansion in West Africa wants to help policymakers and organizations make better decisions by considering the context of their policy to their geography. In other words, environmental strategy has no one-size-fits-all. Summary Land sparing and land sharing is promoted in cocoa sustainability initiatives. Highly suitable areas for cocoa are important for biodiversity and ecosystem services. Patterns of risks vary throughout the region and demand context-specific responses. Spatial analysis can help prioritize and plan for sustainable cocoa development. Deforestation highlights. Zero deforestation initiatives generally prohibit deforestation in high-carbon stock, HCS, or high-conservation value, HCV, areas. We should continue to support recent commitments and efforts to end cocoa-driven deforestation. Sustainable intensification has been advocated by the cocoa industry as a land-sparing approach. Based on deforestation between 2010 and 2017, the Quickluck Land Use Change Model projects a mean tree cover loss to 2050 of 5% within the areas currently suitable for cocoa production. But in some countries, future tree cover loss is expected to be much higher, example, Sierra Leone, 18%, Guinea, 18%, and Ghana, 10%. The projected conversions from forest to full sun cocoa lead to decreases in the bundle of realized ecosystem services. Carbon sequestration rates will be lower in cocoa than under primary forest cover. Water quantity is projected to increase in most areas. For more details and links to the report, visit our website at bartalks.net. Speedtech identifies pests with your smartphone camera. Speedtech, an app that collects data from users to analyze and create a map showing the distribution of pests and plant diseases in different parts of the Philippines, includes remote monitoring. This feature is valuable as it facilitates data collection on pests and diseases. We found the app on the Google Play Store with the following description, Smarter Pest and Disease Identification Technology, SpeedTech, is an application developed under Project Serai, Smarter Approaches to Reinvigorate Agriculture as an Industry. This aims to help in the monitoring of pests and diseases in the Philippines using digital pest and disease identification for agricultural workers. Unfortunately, it was last updated a year ago, in August 2021, and we hope the project is being kept alive, as this kind of simple solution can be beneficial for farmers. Destruction of crops by pests and diseases is one of the main problems faced by cocoa and coffee farmers. It is a challenge to maintain agricultural yields because there are so many factors to consider. Many do not have the opportunity to seek advice from experts who can explain what kind of pests they face and how to deal with them. With this app, researchers at the University of the Philippines Los Baños want to make knowledge about pest control more accessible to farmers with the help of a smartphone application. Currently only available in the Philippines, the developers hope to release a version in the U.S. soon. It works by using the camera on your phone, which matches the images against a database of known pests and then offers advice on what steps to take. In case no photo is available, it will invite the user to answer some questions to find the matching pest or disease. Consumer apps that help people manage their houseplants exist. 
I've used them in the past with mixed success, but the concept is sound. Created by researchers from UP Los Banos, the Speedtech smartphone app could be a valuable addition for farmers with limited access to expert advice. If the developers collect information about where pests are appearing, this information could be useful in forming a wide response strategy. Bank of Ghana, expecting first tranche of cocoa syndicated loan in October. The Bank of Ghana is expected to receive $910 million by October 2022, as the first tranche of CocoaBuds $1.3 billion US dollars syndicated cocoa loan, after it was approved by the Parliament of Ghana in July. African news sites are reporting that the second tranche of $390 million US dollar will come in November 2022 and be spread over the next three months until February 2023. The Bank of Ghana is expected to draw down the funds from the Ghana International Bank in London, who is participating in the fundraising program. Upon receipt of the dollars, the central bank will transfer the SEDI equivalent to CocoaBud to fund cocoa purchases for the coming harvest season. This additional cash flow could help boost the Bank of Ghana's reserves and strengthen the SEDI, which has experienced a sharp depreciation in recent months. The SEDI is not immune from the strength of the dollar and has depreciated by over 30% against the reserve currency since the beginning of 2022. Ghana needs dollars to buy foreign goods, including fertilizer, which is why having a strong foreign currency reserve is important and why exports of cocoa, which are priced in US dollars, are vital to the economy. Supporting the cocoa syndicated loan fundraising programs are Standard Chartered Bank, Rebel Bank, Ghana International Bank, French Investment Bank, Natixis, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, and Japan's MUFG. They are expected to support and lead other banks in obtaining the funds. Ghana borrows money every year to purchase cocoa from farmers. In September last year, CocoaBot signed a $1.5 billion syndicated loan as part of the annual preparation for export to finance cocoa purchases and operating costs for the 2021-22 season.